Welcome in once again, Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. Kate Eisler is an author and founded a nonprofit called Be Bold Now that teaches women to stop self-selecting out and to be bold as they persevere through the ups and downs of their career to build something that really works for them. And by the way, I thought that this might be airing in December 2020 when I recorded this, but I was just a little bit off. Of course, it is airing in January, but either way, great information from Kate, and I know you're going to enjoy it. Let's get going. Episode number 114 starts right now. Welcome to Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time. Now here's your host, Jeff Bolitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. I'm Jeff Litnikoff, and we have a leader on the line right now, Kate Eisler. We're going to welcome her in in just a second, but there's a lot of things that Kate does. So first of all, she's the co-founder and CEO of Be Bold Now, a conscious consulting practice whose mission is to build an intersectional community of women and men who strive to inspire, empower, and support each other and take bold, pragmatic action to accelerate gender parity and support the UN Sustainable Development Goals. She's also got over 20 years of international executive leadership. She has been an executive at Microsoft. And if that's not enough, she's got a book coming out in early 2021. So as we record, this is May of 2020, but uh, you're hearing this probably in December of 2021, or 2020, rather. I'm getting ahead of myself. And uh, the book is called Breaking Borders. So, uh, Kate, I'm going to bring you into the conversation now. Welcome. Thank you for being here. It's a pleasure to talk with you, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to talk to you. And so I went over a brief of your bio. I hit the high points, but maybe you could give people a, a peer behind the curtain of your story and tell us what got you to this point. I would be happy to. I always think, you know, I have an unlikely story like so many women do. If I had planned my life and my career, it was nothing like it turned out. (laughs) So I think, you know, I am a bit of a risk taker. And so I always sort of seen opportunities and looked at them like, why shouldn't I try that and let that guide my career? And so I've been fortunate enough to spend a lot of my career for Microsoft working outside the U.S. in very desirable places for women like the Middle East 25 years ago and Africa and Central Asia and Eastern Europe. And, you know, it's been really fun. And I've just, as I said, sort of guided my career. Why couldn't I do this? And I've been fortunate and had a lot of amazing experiences through that. And it's culminated really these days in coming back to the U.S. and really finding my passion for gender parity and understanding that a more balanced, gender balanced society would benefit us all. And so work every day to make that happen. So specifically, what kind of actions is your organization taking to make that happen? So a couple of things. We started about five years ago celebrating International Women's Day, which to some is a really obscure holiday, but it's been around and recognized for over 100 years in most of the world. And the U.S. is a little bit behind that. And so International Women's Day is March 8th everywhere, and it is a day to acknowledge 
and celebrate women's contributions across the spectrum of culture and society and economics, whereas in the U.S., we tend to focus on Mother's Day. And so my organization started with a small event in Seattle, and we started with 80 people, and we're now over 500 people for that particular celebration. But then we've built on that in the most recent year, you know, given that we are all at home and we're doing things virtually, we have really sort of pivoted and said, you know, we want to bring that excitement and that interest beyond March 8th. And so this year, 2020, is the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment which the 19th Amendment is the amendment that allowed women to vote. And it was a further 44 years, 1964, where the Civil Rights Act was put into place that, that really practically gave all women the right to vote. And so in practice, we want to highlight that and celebrate that. So we've done a virtual event that has really shared stories of bold women across the U.S. and their challenges and how they are coping in the era of the pandemic and really given them an outlet, first of all, to be inspired and hear these stories of these amazing women, but also launched a marketplace where once you hear those stories, you can actually take action by either donating and getting involved in your community through philanthropic women's organizations. You can shop women's own business or contract and understand who is available for women's services through this Take Action Marketplace. So you've probably heard a million stories through your career with Be Bold Now and your career in general. Can you share a story with me that maybe stands out to you at the top of your mind as something you'd like to share with the audience? Oh, my gosh, I've heard such amazing stories. But one that really strikes me is, you know, we focus on different pillars, truly, of the gender gap. And so we look across um, politics, which women are 50 percent of the population in the U.S., and we're only 23 percent of representatives in our state and national um political representative. In education, we are 57% of college graduates as women, but we still only hold about 5% of the C-level jobs. And so when I think about, you know, those sorts of pillars and those stand out, there is a woman here in Seattle who runs a girls' school who was so striking to me, her story of taking up her own face really held true to me. So we think about how women take up space, right? We're educated, but when we get into the business world, we don't actually take up that space. We shrink from that. And this woman told a journey that she had been on, and one of her teachers in middle school said to her, you know, be proud and take up all of your space. And so through her story of growing into herself, of walking through school and going through school with her head up and her shoulders back. When she got into the workplace, her all of the messages she got was, you know, stand back, back up, there's not a chair for you. And she took that personal mantra of take up your own space and built up the courage to bring a chair to the table at every possibility. So if there wasn't room for her, she brought her own chair. That was so inspiring and people all the time. Brenda is taking up her own space. Use that story 
to take your own space every single day. And if there's not enough chairs at the table, bring your own. Well, that is great advice. And it segues perfectly in how you plan to inspire people through your book coming up. I would be remiss not to ask you about Breaking Borders, and it's scheduled for release as we record this in May 2020. It's scheduled for release by HarperCollins Leadership in early 2021, so pretty soon as people are hearing this interview. So why don't you tell us about the book, what they can expect from it, and how you, and I imagine, I'm just guessing here, but I think it's a good guess that you're going to use it to really further your mission of empowering women and having them be bold. That's exactly right. And I'm excited about this book. And it really is. I have an unlikely story, as I said. I am a a bit of a risk taker and I picked Seattle on a map when I was two weeks before I turned 21 and moved here. And through a series of, you know, luck and being in the right place and being willing to take opportunities. I went to work for what was then a little startup that was Microsoft and went through my career there, spent a few years, married, had one child, and someone that I knew about and worked with moved to Paris. And it was a young man. And I thought, if he can do that, I can do that. So it started an international career that culminated in six international moves, three kids, and a very forgiving husband who actually left his job and moved to the Middle East in, you know, when when Dubai was nothing in the early 90s, and he was definitely the only house husband, and continued that track with me. And so my book is really the idea of women self-select out all the time. We decide that we don't have the skills, the education, the network, or the financing to do any of the things that we might dream were that come across our path. And I am the example of why not. I am a 2018 college graduate. So I ended up after my career, you know, all over the world and after working at Microsoft for years, I went back to school and finished my college degree. I started a company um, that was a digital healthcare company for a while. And then, you know, I'm now following my passions and encouraging women to really see that, you know, if you don't try it, you never know. And so who would have imagined that I have had the life that I've had and could talk my husband into, you know, the life that he's had. And we have, you know, just taken advantage of opportunities. And I think women should be adventurous and try it if that's where their passion is. If you could have a one-on-one with every woman listening right now and say you're having coffee, what would you tell her? Like, especially somebody that might be a little bit unsure about their career or maybe unsure about breaking out and having that, as you did before, having a startup that they've been wanting to try for years. But as you said, they have self-selected out. What would you, what would your message to that person be? There's two things I like of, um, and I tell people all the time. There is some myth among men and women, but I think specifically women, that your career trajectory is upwards all the time. And I would say it is not. Your career will go left to right, up and down, and you, you know that is very normal, and don't be discouraged by that. I would encourage them to look at all of those twists and turns 
and what you can glean out of that and how you benefit and what you learn from that. It makes you stronger. I have had plenty of ups and downs and moments where I think, this is it, it's over, I can't do it, and then kind of have to reassess and think, why not go at it a different way? And so my message is don't ever give up and don't let there be pressures on you because you think it has to be a progressive forward. Sometimes taking a few steps back is a very useful exercise. I've learned more from my failures, much more than any of my successes. All right, so you've got experience both in the United States and abroad, and maybe you could draw a contrast between what you've seen abroad and what you've seen in the United States as far as opportunities go for women, and are there more commonalities than we think? Oh, that is a great question. I think that we in the U.S. believe that there are tremendous opportunities and that women are progressing very fast when in reality, we are way behind in some very key areas. We are, from an economic standpoint, I look at data all the time and, and contrast that with my experience. So if we look at women that are participating in the workforce, in the U.S., we are almost 100%. So women have the ability to participate. However, our wage gap and our economic abilities and status as women is very low in a global sense. We are about 50%. And so I would say that we have opportunity, but we need to realize that there are some changes that we need to make, and we all need to support women-owned businesses and women's services whenever possible. And I think the rest of the world, oftentimes, because economies are at a different level and they're developing, women play a bigger role in, in the economic development than they do in the U.S. All right. Well, let's get into our final two questions here. And the first one is the resource question. And, of course, we'll have a link to Be Bold Now. And if your book happens to be ready by this point, we will definitely have a link out to that book. And if it's not ready, then we'll just wait on that. And then because these interviews never go away. This is all evergreen. So at some point we will be adding a link to your book. But besides (laughs) all of that, what are some other things that you might suggest that our audience plug into that can inspire them, educate them, etc.? I would say a few things. One is seek out women-owned businesses to support. Women represent, as I said, over 50% of the population. We make over 80% of the buying decisions. But in order to actually physically change the economics of women, we need to support them and we need to seek women-owned businesses out to help them you know, really gain some momentum to be equal economic partners in our country. And so I would encourage you to do that. I would also encourage you to be informed. There are tremendous data and tremendous amount of good information about the gender gap and where we stand. And one of those is the World Economic Council. They do annual report on the gender gap, which is really interesting. Um, there is all sorts of women-focused charities that you know you can connect to if you're into philanthropy and can support those things across the country. I think that those are things that I encourage everyone to do all the time. Understand the information and support your community where it matters for women. 
All right, well, we're going to hand the mic over to you, Kate Eisler. Of course, that's what we always do at the end of these interviews. We start with the guest, end with the guest. So I would like to give the floor to you and have you address the audience in any manner that you would like to as we close out this podcast. Again, the floor is yours. Thank you, Jeff. I really appreciate it. I want to say to all of the women and allies that we are in this together, and I am a huge advocate of gender balance. And a more balanced society has such upside to us. And there are very specific things that everyone can do. Women should mentor young men all the time so they understand what it's like to have women leadership and how successful that can be. Because women and men bring different things to different situations. And we need to have that balance to understand that. And encourage women, again, all the time, don't self-select out. How confident and understand that you have more capacity to things than you ever imagined. And so, you know, break borders. Why not? They're there to be broken. They're there to, you know, use as a guide. So go for it. Break through them and live the way you want to live. Picture yourself and go forward. Well, Kate Eisler, and of course, she is the co-founder and CEO of Be Bold Now, also author of Breaking Borders, and hopefully that will be out very soon. I know it will be, and uh, Kate, thank you so much for your time. Much appreciated. Mm, Thank you. Our next guest is a coach, author, podcaster, and so much more, Michelle Barry Franco. She helps other coaches, wellness experts, and founders step into recognized leadership through speaking, writing, and social media thought leadership, and she shares tips throughout the show. Now, here's a bit from Michelle as she talks about speaking anxiety and how common it is. Speaking anxiety is a natural part of being human. And it's it's not the anxiety that's ever a problem. It's, I mean, under any circumstances, whatever quote unquote scary thing you're going to do. So we don't know exactly why speaking anxiety is so prevalent and can be so intense. Nobody really knows for sure, but what makes the most sense to many of us in this industry is that it's just this primal part of our brain that, you know, back, way back in our history, it, when we lived out in the elements, if we were ousted from our tribe, we would die from either a neighboring you know, enemy or a large animal. When you stand up in front of a room full of people and proclaim your ideas with clarity and conviction and confidence, there is a very reasonable chance, more than a reasonable chance, that you will be judged. We know that because we all judge when we're watching people speak. So you know that's going to happen. And this primal part of your brain says, danger, danger. Basically, I'm going to die because I'll be ousted from this tribe forever. It's an old, old part of our brain. And that doesn't, so knowing that does not remove that from happening. But when you can see that 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 happening is an, it means you're human. It means that it's, that you're just a normal person. Hey, the only anxiety that myself and my partners at Athena International have is that you may not help us grow. Okay, don't get me wrong. We appreciate the fact that you're listening, but if you could take one extra step or even two extra steps to help us grow, it would be great. So first, rate and review the podcast and then share the episodes that you find relevant. If you do those two things or at least one of the two things, you would really help us out a lot. But regardless, thank you again for listening, and we will see you next week.